Hi, I'm Renee Dubovois, and you are listening to my podcast entitled and better well known as Inspire Me. My mantra as a global award-winning international speaker happens to be touch, heal, and inspire. As you listen to my podcast, I want you to think about what I'm saying, what I offer to you by way of my words to inspire you. This is an opportunity to redirect your thoughts, your energy, and even your values towards greater good, both for yourself and for others. Inspired Media, my company, where I'm the founder and CEO, I've been doing public speaking and living around the world, you may as well say all my life. I started off in the late 80s, 1986 to be exact, as a speaker, and I chose to leave France, Paris in particular, and the United States to live around the world. And in fact, I've lived in more than 40 countries. Now, when I say I've lived in these countries, I'm talking a year, two, three years in in all of them. Never mind how old you think I am, knowing that I've lived in that many countries. Let's just say that some 17 or 16-year-olds graduate from high school at a very very early age, yeah? So give me a little bit of a break and just know that I bring immense value from my global experience. On Inspire Me today, I am going to talk about something that I think we all want to know about, we all want to embrace, we all want to understand better, I think. And I'd like to offer you a challenge in this episode. This particular episode, I decided to call it You, are you in charge or are you in place? I think it's a great title. Are you in charge or are you in place? Some people say that they are the boss. Haven't you heard that? You always hear people talking about, I'm a boss. Or you see these social media posts, be the boss. Pourquoi? Why? A boss only has a title. Rarely do you hear people say, I'm a leader or be a leader. Now, I'm not saying that it's not out there on social media because it is, but it's not out there nearly as much as the phrase, be the boss, be a boss, I'm the boss. That's really full and heavy everywhere these days. But again, a boss only has a title. It's your title that you're the boss. You're the person in charge. And whether you have a plethora of people working with you, for you, or beneath you, you're still just a boss. Just because somebody is with you doesn't mean they're for you. I mean, I know people who are married to partners that they've had for 10 years or more, and they really don't love them. 
they're in the marriage because of the, the kids, you know, the children. They're, they're in the marriage for the sake of saving face. So a boss has a title, but a leader is something different. A leader has the people. I consider myself a leader. In fact, I am a leader. I'm a global humanitarian. I do a lot of social good and building, uplifting, changing the lives of what I call impoverished citizens, people who are living in extreme poverty. I take to them creative means and ways for living healthy, prosperous lives. I help provide education. I help provide um, supplies for young women in the category known as period poverty. I teach them what that time of life is about and why the body in a woman goes through that change on a monthly cycle, what it means, why it has been put on us as opposed to men. Uh, Maybe that question is obvious, but you'd be amazed and perhaps even shocked to learn of young women and even their mothers who don't understand that part of life as it relates to a woman, young women, ladies, women. So when you are a leader and I convey that you have the people, take a look at some of the world's best leaders or even leaders in your community. And these are people or individuals that seem to embody the joy, the love, the no like and trust and above all respect of people in that community, of people in that country. Oh, and dare I go there, but there are a number of leaders that I could name. And, you know, I'll let you get a little used to me before I go all bold and out there. There are a number of leaders out there that I could name and perhaps even should be named that are not even a boss. They are in their minds, but let alone be a leader. A leader has the people because of their emotional intelligence, which is a part of their well-being, which is a part of their empathy about others, which is a part of their sense of urgency towards decency. There are many leaders out there. There are many supervisors. There are many people in authority that understand the difference between being a boss and a leader. A leader, in many cases, does not have a title. You may not be the president of a country listening to my voice. You may not even be the president of your own business. But you, by every stretch of the imagination, are and have been, and perhaps always will be, a leader. Why? Because of the things you're doing for others, for people outside of yourself, outside of your family. Leaders are individuals who are good stewards. They understand stewardship. They understand the three extractions of life. 
Often I talk about the three extractions of life, love, death, and time. We all want love. We all want to be loved. But deep down, even though you won't hear many people say it, a lot of people, dare I say many people or most people, want to be in love. Oh, that's different. To be in love, well, like I am right now at the moment, at the moment you lose all your wits about you. You don't think clearly. Now, I know some of you are saying, well, that's what love is, isn't it? Yeah, it is. But being in love is another level. It's another realm. And I know that love, like they say, is a mini splendid thing. And it is. It's fascinating to love or to know that somebody loves you. But when I talk about the three extractions of life given to us, whether we choose it, embrace it, like it, agree with it or not, the three extractions of life come directly from the hands of God, the creator of all things and maker of all things on earth. So look at it this way. Love, we all have been exposed to the love of a mother or a grandmother, our parents, our fathers, grandfathers, relatives, siblings. That's one form of love. Agape love is something that is a tremendous feeling that not everybody lives and has an opportunity to be exposed to. Sometimes you run into people that simply don't know what love is. They don't even recognize it when it stares them right in the face. So when I tell you that we all experience love, it's true because of the love of a loved one, of relatives. But we all do not experience being in love. That's another thing. That's another realm. That's another area of life. And that too can be extracted or taken from us. Let's talk about death. There's a time to be born and there is a time to die. It's appointed. Your birthday declares the date and the appointment of your birth, isn't it? It declares the day, the date, the time, the month, and the year. That was appointed. It was appointed and you came on that date, on that time, whatever that time was to be, when you were born into the world. Like your birth, there is an appointed time for your death. I like telling people live your best life now because you cannot and will not stop death. So living your best life now basically describes your ability to understand that life is precious, isn't it? You can get in the car to drive it to your job, 
To do that, you've got to open the car door, isn't it? But my mother used to say, and sometimes even now will say, just because you open the car door to get in doesn't mean you're going to be the one to open the car door to get out. In other words, life happens and you, God forbid, could have a bad accident and never again have the ability to open that door, let alone walk away. So there's an appointed time for birth and for death, for life and for death. Death has its place and it has its meaning in life. I lost my father to neoblastoma brain cancer. He died, very proud man, very, very uh, faith-filled man. He was a pastor and he showed us what faith in God was all about right to the very bloody end. And I'm telling you that it was an amazing experience because there were many different levels of love for my father that had never been executed in my life until that moment in his life where life had appointed his time to die. And there were many emotions that I was exposed to. There were many emotions and levels of love that I didn't even quite frankly knew exist. I loved my father in a way that I never had. And I think as I look back on it, it was primarily because I knew that when he closed his eyes for the last time, he wasn't coming back. And that leads me to the third extraction in life, time. When I say live your best life now, I'm talking about all three, but especially this one, time. You can rewind your music on your recorder. You can go back or reboot your computer and even your phone. Your phone and your computer has an ability to restart. And sometimes we have to do that because the system freezes. Death is like life has come to a freeze. And while it may not be your death at that time, but someone you love, someone you deeply care for, someone that was close to you is now at that moment in time to say goodbye to life and embrace death. But you can't take a button and rewind time. There's no such thing. Time only goes forward. Can we pause in life? Yes. Notice that as I speak, I'm using what speakers like myself call the power of the pause. It's an opportunity to pause for you to meditate and allow what I just said or disclosed to settle in your heart, mind, spirit, and even maybe your soul. The three extractions of life are given to us, not by choice, but by design. 
That's the reason I entitled this particular episode, Are You In Charge or In Place? Now, I've already described just in the last 20 minutes a life, shall we say, of living in charge, if you will. When I ask you, are you in charge? Again, I'm not talking about whether you are a boss or leader. Yes, that has great benefit and it has a lot to do with my topic today. But when I ask you, are you in charge or in place? I'm talking about, are you in charge of your emotions? Are you in charge of your spirituality? Are you in charge of your anger? Are you in charge of your behavior towards others? In other words, are you in charge of your life? Do you have any idea what your life or where your life is headed? Do you? Have you even thought about that? Have you planned where your life should go or where you would desire or design for it to go. If you have, if you have a strategy, if you have a diary, if you have something you've put in place that you're following step-by-step, life-by-design to live the life that you want to live, you are living your life in charge because you're taking hold of and control of the life you want to live before that appointed time when you are to die. Again, you cannot rewind time. Time only goes forward. It never goes backward. Our thoughts can be rewind. We can have what is known as memory, fond memories, and we can rewind our minds back to remembering special moments in time, at that time. But you cannot rewind time back to those moments to relive it. No matter how in charge you are, you cannot and will not do that. So let's talk about if you're not living in charge, then you're living in place. What is that? Well, a person living in place is someone who really hasn't identified what they want to do in life. You may have a son, a daughter, a niece, a nephew, an uncle, heck, a parent that hasn't realized or come to any solidified place in life yet. And there are people that are known as late bloomers, people who manage things or conquer things very late in life. My dad used to always say it's never too late until you're in the ground. When you're buried, it's too late. It's finished. So living in place is just existing. You're just somewhere on somebody's sofa or on your own. You're living off the state, the government, and In today's pandemic, that might be a lot of you listening to me. I'm not discrediting that and I'm certainly not putting it down. But what I'm saying 
If you are able-bodied person with physical well-being and capabilities, and you're doing nothing by choice to advance your life, you're living in place. Some people are living in place because they did go out and do things, but the things they did were criminal and incorrect. And now they're living in a place better known as prison. And let's face it, there are people that completely belong in prison. Life by design, that's where they belong. Some people are just evil and mean-spirited, and they don't belong among us in society. I'm sorry, I know that sounds cool, but it's fact and it's real. You may have friends or relatives that you feel belong behind bars, and they probably do, especially when they're bringing harm to others. And don't you dare think that verbal abuse is not important because it is. It sometimes is more important than physical abuse, but don't get it twisted. I am not discrediting physical abuse. Let's take it here or there. Any kind of abuse is bad. How about that? All abuse is bad, no matter its form, And no matter who does it, abuse is clearly bad. So as I'm talking about, are you in charge or in place? There are three things as I try to add value and inspire you. There are three things I want you to think about as it relates to my topic today. Number one, and this is the bonus at the beginning as opposed to being at the end. Listen, Sugarfoot, if it doesn't challenge you, it won't change you. So the next time you decide to to complain about the odds that are against you, the mountains that are too big for you to climb, the episodes that you have no control over, think about the fact that you're either living in charge or living in place. Because if you're just in place, you're not going to change anything anyway. Living in place is a person who just doesn't care. They've given up. So they're just there to exist until that appointed time to die. Yes, there are people like that. And if you, by the way, are trying to conquer depression, that's not a discredit on you. Depression is a real emotion. It is a real thing. And there are millions of people suffering from it right now, all because of COVID-19 and all of these new variants popping up on the scene. But in real talk, from a real perspective, if it's not challenging you, it's not going to change you. Change doesn't come without a challenge. Change comes to induce a purpose. And challenge does not come with ambivalence. But it does come with a matter of certainty. So my bonus, the beginning and not the end. If it doesn't challenge you, it won't change you. Next time you want to criticize all of the different challenges and changes that you're going through. 
I want you to stop and think for a moment. You're in charge. So change it, fix it, flip it, flop it, do whatever you have to do that is appropriate in that moment to make those challenging times, good times for you to achieve and to conquer. There are three things that I want you to focus on the next time you're challenged, or if you are someone listening to me who's living in place, doesn't mean that if you're living in charge, that this won't, these three tips won't benefit you. Of course they will. So whoever you are, wherever you are with your heartbeat and a pulse, listen to these three tips and use them as you see fit. Number one, prepare for the unexpected. This is mainly geared towards those of you just living in place, but it also applies to you living in charge. In order to grow and change your life, the course of your life, and even being in control of your own destiny to live your best life now, you've got to be prepared for the unexpected. Being prepared for the unexpected means while you're planning and you're sure about those things that you're planning to do, also develop a plan in the unlikely event that what you're planning doesn't succeed. That doesn't mean that subconsciously you lack the faith to believe that what you're planning is going to be executed and succeed. It simply means that you're using wisdom and that you understand that things can come up that are completely out of your control. And because of that, while you're planning and you're pretty well sure that your plans will succeed, you're going to also be prepared for those things that can pop up that you're totally unaware of and certainly not expecting. Number two, manage your expectations. I guess that ties into the first one, being prepared. But when I say manage your expectations, I'm talking about don't get all hyped up over something that hasn't produced tangibility to you yet. When things are tangible, it means you can put your hands on it. So don't go and play lotto and then go out and buy or attempt to buy a house worth a million dollars. You don't have the money yet and you don't even have the guarantee that you're gonna win that lotto. You see where I'm going here? Oh yeah, this is so good. So manage your expectations. It's okay to plan and desire having a house You could say the same. Let's take it away from the the lotto for a moment and talk about maybe you're in sales and you're working on a multi-million dollar contract and you feel deep down in the marrow of your bones that you are going to secure that contract. I'm still conveying and suggesting don't run out and buy that million dollar house or buy a building for your business. Plan for it. Have a strategy to work towards it, to have your steps to lead you towards it. 
but don't run out and sign the contract when the contract for the million dollar deal that you are expecting has yet to be implemented and presented, much less ink on the deal. That makes sense? Hopefully it does. And then finally, fire and focus. I decided to combine these two. Fire and focus, all I'm suggesting here is that you develop a fire, a flame within yourself that is powerful enough to take you over any mountain you desire to climb or need to climb. Further, I'm suggesting that that fire and that flame for that passion or that new passion of things that you want to do, I'm further suggesting that you think in terms of being very focused on how you're going to climb that mountain. It's not going to be easy, but it is going to be a challenge. Are you living in charge or in place? I would encourage you to embrace the challenges to live a better life. I'm Rene Dubois. Thank you for listening to Inspire Me. Merci beaucoup. Bonne journée. Au revoir. Be well, connected, informed, and inspired. Au revoir.